0: Faithfulness of God in your lives and your testifying hands that He's been good to you through the hardest times. There is such strength in why we gather, church, and sharing our testimonies with each other and encouraging each other through the hard times. This is so important, church. That wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to read to you from John chapter 15 the reminder that we are connected to the true vine, Jesus, and we must stay there, church, for this is this is how we are to live. I am the vine, this is Jesus talking, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And it occurred to me, um, Chris and I were practicing these songs yesterday I hope I don't say this too often this is Chris and he's my husband so that's why it's not weird for me to say Chris and I were practicing yesterday just the two of us <laughs> he's my husband um, we were practicing this song yesterday and it, it just kind of hit me that um, as we this next song that we sing this line um, nothing else will do this is Holy Spirit fill us with your fire give us your desires, hold us close to you. Holy Spirit, give us revelation, a healing visitation, nothing else will do. And I I, all of a sudden became aware that it's possible that some people read that as kind of a demanding God type, (laughs) type of a line, right? That like, nothing else will do, Lord, this is what you might, right? But really it's just that we know, Holy Spirit, like if we are receiving revelation from anywhere else, but the Holy Spirit. That's not going to do. That's not going to lead us to truth. If we're receiving a healing visitation from anything but the Lord, that's not going to do. That's not going to lead us to truth and righteousness in the, the vine and the branches that Jesus is talking about. So I just felt like I wanted to say that that as we sing, as we pray this this prayer, that it's really an awareness for us to know that as we're This this must be our sincere prayer that nothing else is going to do. Nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else will will give us true peace but remaining in Jesus. So let's pray this together. Holy Spirit, fill us with your Father.
1: we want more and more and more and more of you. We've had enough of getting everything
0: laying our lives on the altar to bend to your will and your ways God we know that you are present in our midst because that's what you have promised when two or more are gathered and Lord I pray that with the awareness of your presence we would continue uh, to have open hearts and open hands to where you would lead us through the rest of this service and what Pastor Paul um, has laid on his heart, your word for us, Lord. We love you, and we just want our lives to show that. It's in your name we pray, and thank you.
2: We have several that are joining the church today. It's just a privilege to, to bring people into membership. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into membership. Membership deals with your connection to the church. I think it's a commitment to the church that you're making. I, I, I believe it also allows you some privileges. I know it allows you some privileges that you don't otherwise have. And so, um, is Monica there? She's hiding behind people there. Okay. So, um, why don't you guys face me? And uh, I'm going to, um, what we've been typically doing is we've been doing uh, the profession of faith part of membership. All of you have belonged to Nazarene churches or, or sister denominations through the course of your life. And so uh, uh, you're, you're not coming to us fresh and new. You're, you're coming to us used and new, okay? Uh, but, but we accept you just as you are, and, and we love you. And it's been my privilege to, to get to know you as your pastor. And, and the membership ritual says this. The privileges and blessings that we have in association together in the church of Jesus Christ are very sacred and precious. There is in it such hallowed fellowship as cannot otherwise be known. There's such helpfulness with brotherly watch care and counsel as can only be found in the church. There's the godly care of pastors with the teachings of the word and the helpful inspiration of social worship. And there's cooperation and service, accomplishing that which cannot otherwise be done. The doctrines among which the church rests is essential to the Christian experience are brief. We believe in God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We especially emphasize the deity of Jesus Christ and the personality of the Holy Spirit. We believe that human beings are born in sin, that they need the work of forgiveness through Christ and the new birth by the Holy Spirit, that subsequent to this, there is the deeper work of heart cleansing or entire sanctification through the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and that to each of these works of grace, the Holy Spirit gives witness. We believe that our Lord will return, the dead shall be raised, and that all shall come to final judgment with its rewards and punishments. Do you heartily believe these truths? If so, answer, I do. Do you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and do you realize that he saves you now? If so, say, I do. Desiring to unite with the Church of the Nazarene, do you covenant to give yourself to the fellowship and work of God in connection with it, as set forth in the covenant of Christian character and the covenant of Christian conduct of the Church of the Nazarene. We endeavor in every way to glorify God by a humble walk, godly conversation, and holy service. By devotedly giving of your means, by faithful attendance upon the means of grace, and abstaining from all evil, we earnestly seek Perfection of holiness of heart and life in the fear of the Lord. If so, say, We will. Now, see, this is a two pronged thing, though. This isn't just them promising, this is you promising. Church, do you promise to support, to love, to pray, to encourage, to, to show grace to these people? If you do, say, We will. I welcome you into this church. It's sacred fellowship, responsibilities, and privileges. May the great head of the church bless and keep you and enable you to be faithful in all good works that your life and witness may be effective and leading others to Christ. Welcome. I'll shake your hand. Now, I think, Amy, I thought we were going to start doing uh, We Are the Family of God or whatever that song is and, and then had everybody, I guess we're, we'll do that next time. Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> Let's give them a hand and then you guys can be seated. Well, it's um, 2022. Um, it's hard to believe that it's 2022, that uh, 2021 is past. I'm still writing 1998 on documents. And so, but here it is, it's 2022. And, and so when you come to the end of a year, you reflect on the year that was. Uh, 2021 was... Like every year, in a lot of respects, we had ups and downs. Um, I I think it's important not only to reflect on the downs of 2021, but to reflect on the highlights. Uh, We we need to be thankful for every blessing. God has blessed us. He has blessed our church. He's blessed our families. He's blessed you in 2021. And so it's important that we stop and, and we don't just focus on those things that were hard but we focus on every good gift that comes from the Father above. Uh, tr- truthfully, in a lot of ways, 2021, and for that matter, 2020, have been difficult years. Can I get an amen to that? Uh, there's been a lot of hardship in these past two years. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went through a seminar on COVID, and, and I'll summarize what the seminar teacher told us. Uh, they said, COVID has been bad. Thank you, Captain Obvious, uh, for that insight. I'm glad I spent $100 for that seminar. Uh, So it's been a rough couple years, and, and we've dealt with that hardship, and then just the typical hardship you deal with from year to year. And and I think it's fitting imagery when you come to the end of the year. The, fitting, the imagery is, of course, a baby new year and, and then the old decrepit <laughs> old year that's going out. In a lot of ways, 2021 feels like that. But, but we have this opportunity approach 22, 2022 in a, in a fresh new way, um, a new start, a new beginning. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious and I'm just think about it. You don't have to shout them out. What, what are your hopes for 2022? Well, when you think about the coming year and you think about your family and those you hold dear and you think about um, what, what you want to see God do in your life, what you want to see happen in your life, what, what are your dreams? You know, I'm not sure if New Year's resolutions are necessary. I tend to be a resolution kind of person and and, and I like to stick with them at least for the first day or so and, uh, and then reserve them for next year. But, but, but I hope you have at least new dreams and hopes for 2022. The, the last two years, uh, in a lot of ways, I, I think has tamped down our ability to dream and hope. But, but I hope you allow God to just kind of give you a fresh vision of what he wants to do. But, but the reality is this. 2022, like every year, will have ups and downs. There'll be good times and there'll be hard times. Mike Tyson says it this way. Uh, You never thought you'd heard a pastor quote Mike Tyson, but here you go. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. (laughs) And that's the truth. At some point, 2022 is likely to punch you in the mouth. Right? It's going to happen. It's life. Um, life's not all rainbows and unicorns and and, and fairy tales. Uh, life sometimes those is some curveballs, some difficult circumstances. And, and to a certain degree, how we handle those difficult circumstances, how how we react, how how we 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 can allow them to to build us and we can go through them or we can let them tear us completely down. We we can learn in those moments. But but one of the things we learn that difficulty teaches us more than anything else, that going through hard times teaches us more than anything else, that the struggle teaches us more than anything else is the strength of our character when we go through hard times it gives us a view of the strength of our character the strength of our foundation Uh, my my little brother loves family history and and so we'll we'll go down to stinking creek and mills kentucky as a matter of fact bobby just bought several hundred, hundred some acres and of, of owned by relatives in the past, and, and, and you always find old houses there. Anybody ever been to one of those home places? And you, and you find those houses, and oftentimes those houses are still intact. And you wonder how nobody's lived in it for, for more than 100 years. It's here in the woods, and, and here's this frame of this house that's still standing. I kind of have a feeling that if people aren't living in Mill Valley for 100 years, none of those houses are still going to be standing. But it says something about the foundation, that that, that there was something in that foundation that allowed them to stand. And so I want to talk about foundations today, and I'm going to begin at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, Over the next few weeks, we're going to be exploring the Sermon on the Mount. We're we're going to spend some time in it. I'm not going to go through it in order. I'm going to pick sections of it, so we'll be out of order in the Sermon on the Mount. But we'll be talking about the words of Jesus, and it'll be loosely based on Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, The Cost of Discipleship. Dietrich Bonhoeffer has probably the greatest book ever written on discipleship called The Cost of Discipleship. And it'll be loosely based on that book, But at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The the, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Jesus is talking about foundations. And the interesting thing is, Jesus is talking about foundations... Based on the practices, the character of being a disciple. And throughout the Sermon on the Mount and these words that he's referring to, Jesus is describing practices, but but not just practices. See, we can get caught up in the practices of discipleship and miss the point. That the point is not the practices. But the practices are meant to build a certain character in the people of God. That, that as disciples, we live in a different way. It's not just that we do different practices, but we have a different character, a different perspective. We're to have the mind of Christ. that we're, we're to see things like Jesus sees things. We're to walk like Jesus walked. We're to take up our cross and follow Jesus in the cost of discipleship. Bonhoeffer in in the beginning chapters uses this phrase that the cost of discipleship discipleship Is adherence to the cross. In other words, these words that Jesus say is foundational, that we're to build our life upon, it's a foundation built upon a cross on self-sacrifice, on giving of oneself, of seeing things different, of living in a way that's contrary to the world. To not get caught up in its economy, but to get caught up in God's economy so these practices if they don't shape our character if they don't change our perspective I'm going to say something that's pretty hard here okay hear it with grace I've met people that are better Outside the church, than oftentimes or sometimes I meet in the church. That, that sometimes people are naturally better than they should be, than the church should make us. I think the church should be marked by a character where when people see us, we are better, we are more loving, we are more generous we are more forgiving. And so if the practices do not lead to a character that makes us look like Jesus, if these practices do not form within me something different where I begin to look like Jesus and people see me in that way, then we're wasting our time with the practices. It's wasted motion. So this morning, we're not going to try to tackle all that. And all God's people said, amen, right? Um, This is several weeks that we're going to look at these practices. But there's three things that I want us to see that's very important um, in this little passage. The first is this. Hard times will come. Um, Jesus never paints a picture for his disciples we his disciples. Can I get an amen to that? Okay. Uh, Jesus never paints the pictures for his disciple, disciples of an easy life. A life free of hardship. Um, but instead, Jesus says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. And so in 2022, folks, much like 2021, much like 2020 much like 2019 whatever year you want to say like every year there will be trouble and Jesus is telling us I I want you to understand that your foundation matters in times of trouble And, and these hard times will demonstrate our character as we walk through these difficult times, our foundation will show in how we handle the difficult times of life and Finally, discipleship is the way through see I, 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 was, I was struck by this i 'd never seen this before as I looked at this passage and You know, in in this passage, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is giving all these practices. He's giving this way of living. He's giving this great call to his people. And then he gets to the end of it, and he says, listen, there's going to be trouble. Life's going to be hard. You're going to have some storms in your life. And can can I tell you, if you're going to make it through, these words that I've given you are not just commands but they're the way through ultimately all of these teachings of Jesus goes back to what we've been saying here for about a year now it's not what God wants from you it's what God wants for you that that you were created for something different and better and grander Not not a life without trouble, but a life as a disciple with the image of Jesus Christ. It's kingdom living. So it's not simply an expectation of God in your life. But discipleship reflects God's greatest hope for his people. That that when Jesus is speaking these words, he's not saying, oh, you've got to live like this. Jesus is saying, oh, please live like this. This is my call to you. This is my invitation. It's the words of Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. See, the reality is that we're pulled in every direction. We're pulled away from this call and Jesus is reminding us God has more in mind. See, 2022 will be full of ups and downs, good and bad. And the truth is, the lesson I've learned in my life is that oftentimes the only way through is through. And the way through is Jesus. God's hope for you is the way of Jesus. I'm going to read scripture and the praise band's going to come up and we're going to I'm going to read scripture and then I'm going to pray and, and then we're going, they're going to sing a, a blessing and um, as our way of dismissal today. I want to read out of 1 Corinthians 1, 22 through 25. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth. He says this. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to Gentiles but to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength my prayer for you my blessing on you this year is cross may you find it may you live it Lord help us may we put our eyes fully on Jesus the author and the perfecter of our faith May, may we not live for a different blessing. But when you hear the words of this song, may, may we understand that true blessing is not always found in abundance, in the size of our 401ks, in the size of our house. But true blessing The Lord bless you and keep you is found in our adherence to the cross of Christ. That somehow in this upside down kingdom life is found in that space. It's not always easy. It's not always what we want. But Lord, we trust you. We sense your love for us. We pray, Lord, that as we go from this place on this first Sunday in 2022, we'll be reminded that we have been invited. You've invited us into your kingdom. And Lord, this invitation comes at a cost, and the cost is a cross. Not just the cross that Jesus bore, but the cross that we bear. Be with us. Use us. Change us. We pray these things in the matchless name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Stand with me if you will.
0: Lord bless you and keep you
1: make his face shine upon and be gracious to you